The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. This Sunday, this Sunday we, it's a sort of a happy, sad occasion today because William and Claire, uh, who have been with us and their family, who've been with us for the last four and a half years. My goodness, how time flies, you see. Um, we're actually, this is our final service with them and we're going to be saying goodbye to them. So there's a sense of sadness about that. But it's not just, let's not concentrate on the sadness This morning, I thought it would be really good for us just to reflect over the period of time that they have been with us, to hear some of the things that we've learned about that time, some of the experiences, but also just to start off, to hear from them about what is happening, because this isn't just sad. We feel sad because we're losing somebody who's been with us and who's been serving with us so excellently, and so there's loss for us, and there's loss for them because they're going to miss us. But there's also gain because William is moving on to this new job and that is very exciting and we really want to pray blessing over them that as they move into this new job that there's going to be a blessing for many other people just as we have been blessed through them that they also will be blessed through this family. So to start off with, I thought it would be really good to get Claire and William to come up on stage. Um, Thank you. Yes. And... uh, for them, just to give a little bit of feedback about what they are going to be doing next, because obviously, as I say, they're leaving from here. Um, so, yes, so, so they're going to talk a little bit about where they are going. So let me hand over to, to you guys. Well, we are going off to a place near Reading, south of Reading, in between uh, Reading and Basingstoke. Um, and uh, it is in the country. It's very rural. Um, I think we have more trees than people on our street. Um, there's literally five acre in woods, and so our kids this week actually have already learned to ride their bikes. <laughs> Around our house, there's no place to teach them. And during COVID, we tried to teach them on the streets, but I was afraid they're gonna run into the cars, but that's another story. Um, uh, so we're going out there. I've been asked to become a paid elder there and be part of their eldership team. And uh, they have kindly permitted us to live in this uh, 200 year old English cottage which for those of you who know me, I love a little bit of history. It's like, oh God, how good are you? <laughs> we also happen to like, uh, like to watch um, Escape to the Country. We even watch that in, in America. Um, and, and we feel like we, we looked at each other, we're living the dream. <laughs> it really is crazy because the first couple that lived there, um, back in the 1800s, it was built in 1809, the first pastor there had nine kids. So this is a little more space than we're used to. So, um, but I don't know if we're answering the question. Um, let's see. Yeah, how this came to be. Oh, yeah. How we moved, that we're moving there. So we, we, we knew the contract here would be ending for William, um, and not because of any <laughs> reason other than William doesn't want to be senior pastor. Um, and we need to make room for someone else coming in. Wait, wait, um, let me preface that. I don't think I could do as good a job as Jonathan does. You have a man of God who prays faithfully. 
I don't know if you know this, but Jonathan comes in here almost every day of the week, starts out and prays, and he seeks the face of God. It's not just a job for him. He loves the Lord, and I have been blessed to be part of somebody of a church that, that people love the Lord, and they want to be part of his work. And just a couple things, because we're here at this moment. Jonathan also ministers throughout Bromley. He's involved in a lot of different ministries, particularly Transform Bromley Borough. He is a pastor to other pastors. I've seen him walk with other men of God through difficult times to help them stay stable over their churches and make sure that the kingdom of God is stable in Bromley and going forward. He's a man after God's heart, and I know him because I've worked with him now. I knew him before I came here, and you have... Just to, I, point, just to point out, though, Eden, this is, this is about you guys, okay? <laughs> Sorry. And we want to hear, we were hearing from Claire about how this <laughs> Yes? Sorry. I've worked with William, and I know he gets distracted from time to time. So, with that, with that knowledge that we were, knew that the contract was becoming, coming to an end, we've been praying and seeking God, God, what is next? Uh, we came here from America, and we, we really just said, God, wherever you want us to be, we'll go. If it's Africa, we'll go to Africa, Whatever, wherever you want us to be. And we didn't know whether we'd be going back to America or whatever. Um, but we felt like we just had to push doors in, this, in the, the last 18 months or so. I made a friend, my friend Rob, who I've known for about 20 years. We have very little contact with him, but they were missionaries in Uganda, moved back to this village called Mortimer. And um, a couple of years ago, actually before we came here, he'd said, well, you'd love it here. <laughs> Um, and then we haven't had much contact with them, but then last year he said, come, come visit us. When they were staying in the months while, um, while they were getting an extension. And when we, when we went to visit, which was probably 18 months ago, or maybe a, uh, last summer, um, when we were there, he was showing me around, and he's like, when you move in here, this will be your bathroom, and this will be your... And he was slightly prophesying, um, but also, I think, being helpful, being hopeful. Um, but he and, and another lady who knows the... Um, the church there had said to us when we went to visit her, she said, I really feel like you would fit there. It would just, you'd be perfect for, they haven't had a pastor for eight years at that church. And they've gone through a lot of changes, a lot of transitions. Um, and yeah, really in a place of seeking to do, follow God and do something new. Um, and so yeah, as we, so we really, it was just a process really of pushing the door. And we went to visit them and then kind of had back and forth talk, you know, communication with them. And then we went, we went, you went in October and spoke, and then we were sick, so I had to stay home with the girls, and then the week after, I went with Audrey, and it was, for me, it was a real sign for me, because we, we went in the, drove there, it's an hour, an hour and a half, probably about two hours at that time, um, drive out there, and it thunderstormed the entire way, like torrential rain, thunderstorm, all the way there, we got to the car park, and the sun came out, and it was sunny the entire day until I got back in the car, and then it thunderstormed the entire way home. Like, I mean, literally flood water, thunderstorm. And it, for me, it was like that. God, it was so obvious that I was like, God, what are you saying to us in this? But it was one of those things that it was like Amen. added into Amen. the seeking of God. God I really yeah. feel like it was a sign saying, the heavens are open here. We want, like, this, this is where he wanted us. Amen. And so, yeah, it's been back and forth, and it's just gradually kind of come about and... Another thing that made me smile in the process is this church can trace its roots all the way back to the John Wesley revivals. 
And once again, you Brits need to know your English history, okay? Because <laughs> he was an amazing preacher who actually went to town after town. And sometimes farmers, because the church wouldn't let him preach in it, sometimes they'd let the bulls out in the field to chase away all the people listening to John Wesley's message. He was sold out. And uh, this goes way back to another woman, um, English woman, that gave up a fortune. She was up the upper class. Her name was Selina Hastings, known as the Countess of Huntington. And she gave a considerable sum of money to see the gospel advance during that revival. She could have spent it on a thousand other things, but the gospel was her heart. And she did it for a variety of churches. And she heard this area in, in called, called Mortimer Common had, had 40 men, I think it was, or a number of men and families received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior back in the 1700s. And they were walking every Sunday to Reading to go to church. And Selena Hastings said, I'll build you a chapel. And so now this is actually part of the English heritage. It's a grade two listed building. It doesn't look like a church. But the history of the church is beautiful. And on the plaque, there's a, on the wall of the church, there's a plaque that says, so-and-so, I can't remember the name, Alexander Gilk or whatever. And it says, he loved people. He loved the Lord. He served as God and King. And I thought, oh, wow, there's some faith in this house. Amen. And, and for me, because I, I, I visited churches Almost our first year here, it was almost like we were on holiday because I'd stop at every church and say, let me see what's inside. We don't do it so much, um, but I, I still love a good old church. And I was down in Kent, right? And it was amazing because on the wall, there's a plaque to the lady who wrote the Railway Children. Like, wow, this was her church when she went on. And then there's another plaque to a pastor who served there 40 years. And the plaque said his name and said, may he rest in peace. And I'm like, you were there 40 years and all they can say is rest in peace? My God, I hope they can say more. You know, like, he lifted up Jesus and, you know, and in this generation and time. Oh, my. But in this house, it's like it traces its roots back to revivals in my heart. And Jonathan's heart has always been for revivals. Um, I'm not going to harp on this. But Jonathan has a heart for breakthrough prayer. I'm not kidding. You need to know this as if you're part of this house. He doesn't talk about it a lot, but he has a heart for breakthrough prayer, and he hasn't been able to shake it. God has put it on Jonathan's heart to see the kind of prayer that shakes the nations, and the kingdom of God comes down in power. It is not just normal prayer, and it's not a prayer he can or desire he's been able to shake, is it? It's not. He's pursued it wherever he goes. He's going to Uganda to meet with people who know this kind of prayer and this self-sacrificing type of reaching the heavens. So if you're in this house, that's part of the calling on this house is to get to a place where we give our hearts to something that I'm sorry I haven't reached here as much as I wish I had with Jonathan. Amen. But if you want to come alongside him and be somebody who touches heaven with him, please do. Tell him because it is on his heart and God has given him this. Amen. So, Amen. How do we answer that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I just want to reflect back a, a little bit about what happened when they arrived. Because we had these plans, William and Claire and the girls were all coming out. In fact, they're on the plane. Great. I think Rick mentioned it the other day that he came with me to the airport and we were going to pick them up and we were going to send them on their way, I thought, to Claire's mum, who lives uh, in Cheltenham. So I thought we were going to greet them at Gatwick and send them on their way because they were going to get a car, hire a car there. So it was going to be sort of like a meet and greet situation. So they arrived, bags, you know, all this sort of stuff, early in the morning, high. It had been snowing, so it was a little bit of a difficult journey to get there and stuff like this. Anyway, we got there, 
And I said, so great, you know, you're going to be going on. No, we're going to we think it's right for us to stay in Bromley now. So I was just thinking, like, I wish you'd told me this <laughs> before you got on the plane. You know, that, you know that sort of feeling. You think, like, what are we going to do? And suddenly it came to my mind the name of a guy who runs a sort of a, a guest house, a Christian guest house in Bromley. And I rang him or texted him. And within a few moments, we had got a place for them to stay for a week. And considering this is not a small family, you know, it was amazing. So suddenly, God had opened a way for them to stay, which, again, was brilliant. So here they are. They've arrived. They're staying in Bromley, and they're going to remain in Bromley. Uh, But we have the problem that William has come on a visa, but the visa wasn't completed. So in other words, you have to come in, and then you have to say, I'm here, and then they have to send in some documentation to get a visa. And we didn't know at this point, without having that physical card visa, you couldn't rent a house. So we had slight pressure from the point of view that here is a property they could stay in for a week. We haven't got a visa, and they want to rent a property. What's going to happen? And so during that week, obviously we were praying, but there was a breakfast meeting I had with some other pastors, and I just happened to say, look, does anybody know if there's somewhere that uh, a pastor friend who's come to work here can rent for a period of time. And one of those people, actually David Wood wasn't there, but one of the guys was the pastor who had been at Bromley Common Baptist Church, and he had recently moved from Bromley Common Baptist Church to actually Green Street, Green Baptist Church. So this one of the guys said, oh, look, you know, David's moved to that place. The manse at Bromley Common Baptist Church is empty. Why don't you speak to them? So I did talk to them, and very graciously, they instantly opened the manse, and you stayed there for 11 months. 11 months. So the way was made open, and it was miraculous. And I keep reminding myself of that story, and I remind William every now and again, when things get a bit tough, we say, do remember what God did. And you know what? We have to reflect back often in our lives to think of things like, this is what God has done. And we need to hold on to that because that helps us to have faith for the future. So we do remember those things and reflect back on how good God was. And then after that, of course, we managed to get the house down here. And you were so close to everything. And it wasn't six bedrooms or five bedrooms. But look at what God had in store, you see. So we bless God for that. So we thank God for his faithfulness and what he's been doing. I thought it would be just good, even though William's already been talking, just to share a few experiences of having been here amongst us that you're taking, as it were, from here. Because having been among us, we have learned something from your lives. Um, what have you learned from being in this house? If I could say one quick thing. Um... <laughs> Thank you for that comment. Thank you. Anybody else got anything Rebel. to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, when we arrived and stayed at the OM house, it was fascinating because something happened. We stayed in one room, and I don't know how many wives would stay in a house. Oh, one bedroom with four kids, and Ruth was only a baby. But what happened is, in the OM house, years ago, Claire had um, been part of a church, but her faith was not active. She didn't have a, a deep faith in God. And she read a book by a name, man named George Verwer. Um, who's another American who came here. And he had believed God for amazing things in missions. He wanted to believe God for huge cruise ships that could go into ports around the world, 
give medical aid, share the gospel, and he was believing with nothing for these things. And Claire happened to read one of these books while she was just kind of in, in nominal faith, if you will. And she read the book, and you said... Well, just that, that, that realization, there's a, there's a God out there who's real. There's a God out there who works miracles. There's a God out there who answers prayers. And it just stirred that faith of there's more to the God that I'm, I'm looking for than I'm seeing in church at the time. And that man walked into the next room where we were staying for the prayer meetings while we stayed there. We got to meet George Verwer face-to-face. Now, he just recently passed away. But God even put us in a place that helped stir the faith Amen. in Claire. Yeah. It's just amazing details. And then the second house, when we moved to the manse, you guys were amazing. I don't know if I'm on track, but <laughs> I just want to thank you because we came with five, five bags. Yeah. And you guys pulled together furniture. Julia gave us a... I mean, we can't go through everything. We got a dining room table. We got dining chairs. We had no beds. You came up with beds and frames and crots and... Um, we can't even everything, list everything yeah. you got us. I mean, you, you t- somebody got us bed sheets and uh, towels and gifts and s- gave us money just so that we could get situated because we did have a crate of things that was coming, but we hadn't had it yet. Um, and it was only a crate. It was a small crate. still cost a fortune. But, <laughs> but it's but, one of the things that we're taking with us is really the, the generosity that we experienced um, as we arrived. Just It was really impactful that we felt loved, we felt welcomed, we felt like we were... Amen. We were welcomed into this church and welcomed here. So it was, it was definitely a yeah, yeah. great blessing to us. Amen. Okay, what else are we thinking? What are, what are we thinking? What are we taking away? Are we there already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this way, what have we experienced at BTC? <laughs> Love we're taking, and kindness. We're with us, yeah? <laughs> There's so much. How can we encapsulate it? Um, <laughs> Too many sweets from Stuart. Yes, we're taking some extra weight I, with I'm, us. I'm sure when Stuart and Jane visit, they'll bring some sweets with them for our girls and make up for lost time. Uh, my daughters call Stuart the candy man sometimes. Uh, <laughs> um, to encapsulate all the kindness and the mercy and the times of prayer and talking about God and meeting with him, We've gone through the turning, we've gone through COVID, we've uh, been up against challenges. We, we're taking away a lot, and we thank you for your love and mercy being here. We thank you for your kindness and embracing us. And uh, Helen, I just still want to thank you for that first week that Catherine snuck away in the closet and nearly gave you a heart attack because <laughs> she climbed up in the closet and hid and nobody could find her. We thought she was outside the building, but that's Catherine. She escapes. Um, <laughs> Helen, I'm sure you remember that day, don't you? <laughs> Helen came, I'm so sorry. And then we find her a second later, but oh my goodness. One I'm thing I again. wanted to say was, uh, one thing that I'm taking with me that, that I'd be really grateful for has been being part of the worship team. When I came here, I'd never sung in a worship team before. I, I was very nervous of singing. Um, it was definitely an area that the enemy had really pounded me through the years. Um, and I... Dan and the team, just really, I really appreciated your welcome and just that, the continual encouragement to just step, step out and grow in that area. And so for me, it's been, it's been a real gift to be part of a team that's been loving and um, just has helped break through some of those areas of enemy work. Amen. One of the interesting things that Claire wanted to speak about, because she feels like maybe this will minister to some people, is that when we moved from the manse, 
because uh, a new pastor came into the manse, and we were, we were moving to down in Shortlands. A house came up through really kind of a cool way through somebody in the church who was moving away. Um, and at first we said, no, no, no. It just it, it was not safe for Catherine because the car wasn't close enough to the house and we were afraid of Catherine running and all that stuff. And there were other things. It was two stories. And, um, and Claire particularly was reluctant to move in. She felt like this because, wasn't God. Yeah, because yeah. we'd had such a miraculous kind of like God providing the first place, I was disappointed. I felt like we'd missed God's... I felt like we hadn't waited long enough to hear God's plan, and it really was just like, well, it was the only door that was open, so we better go in there sort of thing. And I was really, really struggled the first couple of months in, in there because everything grated on me. The kitchen was so small, the stairs creaked so that you, when you walked up, the, girls the girls woke up, and, and things like just everything was grating. And it was, it was really like I really had to pray through to a place and talk to a friend and it, like, to really get confirmation, God, this is where you want us. And then it wasn't until in the end of January, so we moved in right before Christmas. At the end of January, Catherine got pneumonia and ended up in hospital for a week. And we were like, if we'd been at the other place, it would have been, William wouldn't have been able to get to work. The girls wouldn't have been able to get to school. I mean, there were so many things that, that were like, God, God knew and he provided. And then when we had lockdown and like we were able to walk to work, able to walk to the shops, were able to, you know, had a garden to sort out and God's provision was Amazing. I mean, he knew that was where we were supposed to be for the neighborhood, for the road, for neighbors, everything. And it's just like, yeah, it just, it taught me, God knows best. You have to trust him. <laughs> Even though through the disappointment of feeling like it wasn't the right thing. Mm -hmm. And then on that street, Claire actually, through the Queen's coronation, not coronation, Queen's Jubilee, Jubilee. that's what it was. God opened up the whole street. We met people who hadn't talked to each other in since they moved in, like people didn't know each other, and we got to meet and pull everybody together. They made Claire the queen of the uh, of the well, the leader. She was the leader of the whole event, and like she she was there the shortest amount of time. But one other thing that God provided for us is when we came from the U.S. to here, and this is one thing that we're taking away with us, is we were concerned about the girls' schooling, as any parent would be. I, I don't know a whole lot about British schools. Um, I know about English schools because I, I taught there and I was afraid for that reason. Um, American schools, excuse me. Um, but when we got here, God's provision was amazing. Not only was somebody in the church here connected to St. Mark's, but um, our Catherine, who has special needs, was paired with somebody who actually had seen us on the train before the school started. She eyed us and said, oh. And she just took note of us. So she knew us even before we got there, which is bizarre but she was able to be her assistant for three years and this woman who God had I think miraculously provided for her not only loved Catherine but enjoyed her and as a father with a child with special needs to see the provision of God to bring this woman into her life that loved and cared for her it was just the goodness of God we can trust God in, in our biggest questions, when he calls us to do something, he will provide. Amen. He will. It won't always look the way we want it to look, but he knows best. And so we can trust him. Amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I mean, in, in truth, we can't go through all the bits and pieces that we'd like to because we're talking about an experience of life that we have walked to with together, with Claire and, and William and the family and all that they have blessed us with and have encouraged us in and we're very grateful for that I, I particularly want to thank you for the way that 
what, what I want to thank William for is that he's different from me. That at times that has been eternally frustrating <laughs> for both of us. But it has actually been an incredible blessing from the point of view that William and the family have added to this house. Not just strengthened an existing thing, they have added to us. They have added pastoral care and concern. They've added love and care for people in a way that has helped us all develop. And we have all been benefiters of that. And I hope that that's something that you've actually sown into us, that that will feed out and that's more of what we'll become because of what you have been amongst us. We want to thank you for rebuking us about English history. We want to thank you for all that you have done in our BTC Kids, for the way that you have led those programs, for the way that you have encouraged the children. We are deeply grateful for all that you have done and all that you have been amongst us. As I say, in one sense, we can't put it all into words, but we really do want to thank you. And it is our privilege to know that we're not just getting rid of you, we are here behind you, as I've said many times. And if you face trials in the future, we as a church want to stand with you as a family and to say that we love you, we care for you, and we are there for you. And so we just want you to know that. What can we say? There's not a lot that we can say, but I'm going to ask uh, some people to come forward to pray. So can I have Kevin and Yomi and Margaret and Judy come up here? Wow. Lord, thank you. On behalf of this church, we want to say thank you for bringing this precious family to us all the way from the other side of the Atlantic. Lord, to be amongst us for these past four and a half years. We want to thank you for what they've sown into us We want to thank you for what we've learned. Lord, you know, we now know, they are a people of community. They are a people of relationship. And Lord, we just want to thank you for all that we have benefited as a church through their time here. Lord, for their precious girls. Lord, now as they go on to a new ministry and a new place, we've heard this morning, you are over this family. And we ask for that provision of your blessing to continue to be enhanced as the girls grow up, Lord, as William gets into a new ministry place, that you will, Father, raise up these precious people for the service of your church and for the blessing of those people they go to in that county of Berkshire. Father, we thank you for them, and we ask you to anoint them now in the love of your spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, dear Father in heaven, we do thank you for your love for this family. Lord, we thank you for their heart for you, for being willing to travel across the seas, across continents and countries, to serve in cities and towns and small country villages. Lord, I thank you that they are willing to go wherever you lead them. Lord, I just pray now as they look to settle in uh, this new home, Lord, that you have given them more space And Lord, I pray that you would just cause them each to flourish in this space, that they would grow, their love for you would grow, their generosity, their love, their joy would grow. Lord, I just really pray that you just um, continue to do all the work you're doing in them, continue to make it flourish. Lord, give them joy and give them rest, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for the extraordinary love and commitment this family have given to all of us. Thank you, Lord, because the way they served, 
with so much love and creativity. At BTCK, thank you, Pastor William, for everything you have done for the children. And thank you for, thank you for all the encouragement. Thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we bless, we bless the family, giving a lot of strength and giving grace, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, Lord. We ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the blessing that this wonderful family have been in our midst. Uh, we thank you for the work that you've done in this ministry as a result of their presence here. Uh, Father, we thank you for the work that you will continue to do in their lives. And we call them out before you. We call Ruth before you. We call Catherine before you. We call Audrey before you. We call Abigail before you, as we call Claire and William. Father, we pronounce your blessings Amen. over them. Amen. As they go, we pray that you would go with them. We pray that your hands will be upon them strongly. We pray that you will keep them in your perfect will. And we pray that as they go, your presence with them will make an impact where you are sending them. We pray, Father God, that they will be light. Your light will shine through them. And Lord, that your glory, your glory will come upon the place that they go to. Amen. Father, we just release them into your hands. We say thank you for them. We bless you for the blessing that they have been. And we ask that you will continue to bless them as they go. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, I just want us all to, to put out our hands and to, to pray a blessing. So if you want to extend your hand over the family, as we stand together as a church, William, Claire, Abigail, Audrey, Catherine and Ruth, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless your coming in and your going out. We pray that God would make his face to shine upon you and his grace to cover you and to be with you in all that you do. May he anoint you for the service that he has for you to do. May you as a family grow closer together and may your love and your compassion and your grace flood this new church at Mortimer West End that they may know your blessing as we have. So may the Lord keep you in all that you do and may his presence be with you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.